It is uh, a Friday, and that means we're going to get into uh, mental health with Marcy, which we did last Friday. We debuted that. How are you doing today? Not too bad. I got my coffee, so I'm like caffeinated and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, uh, Eye of the Tiger, why the, uh, why the song choice to start your show today? Well, thinking of last week's show, we had um, Goodbye to Yellow Brick Road, you know, thinking yeah. about when life uh, doesn't go the way you expect. Sure. And so we find ourselves on this other path or plan, and when that happens, what do we do? And what came to mind is the thought of uh, perseverance and the importance of it. And um, I don't think any other song captures that better than Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Marcy, of course, Marcy Tetro from uh, Nystrom & Associates. But uh, you're not here to drum up business for yourself. You're here to help people and point them in the right direction. And maybe it could be Prairie Care or Mayo or Nystrom & Associates, uh, uh, Journey Towards Healing, a lot of places that can help people uh, with uh, mental health. You've been in this business for how long? Uh, I've been in the field for like over nine years. All right, nine years. That's uh, quite a long time. What does it take? How many years of college does this take to get into this kind of thing? Uh, it took me eight. Wow. So I have a joint master's degree also with um, a divinity master's degree along with my MSW, Master's of Social Work. And so I'm trained more in like ideologies and the critical thinking and how we think about the world. We do have a... a, a we have a, uh, a present for anyone who calls in with a question. Uh, I'm not going to put my text number out. If you want to put yours out, you can. But uh, the easiest way to do it is to call 625-1420 if you can uh, add anything to the show. And uh, Marcy deems it uh, worthy of a Starbucks uh, card. Yeah, if you have a question about mental health or anxiety, depression, bipolar, PTSD, or anything that comes up on the show, feel free to uh, call in with a question and get a nice coffee or four. And you've got plans, man. You are uh, you've already planned out some future shows, guests coming in. Yeah, you? I'm actually really excited. Um, we have uh, Ann Wheaton, who's a local DBT provider, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, which some of you listeners may have heard of. Um, DBTs have been a pretty popular treatment modality, um, so she's going to come on and talk about that. She's a really great uh, therapist provider. She's been in the field for several years. She's really great and kind and sweet and just wonderful, and all her clients love her. She does really well. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to come on the show and talk um, about DBT. We also have um, a friend coming on to talk about some of the, the I think, so, some of the hardest tragedy, tragedies that we can go through is, like, the loss of a parent. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's awful. And... Um, we have Erica going to come on the show at some point later this spring, and we're going to talk about what it's like to lose a parent when you're a kid okay. or in your young adulthood. So we're going to have a, just a natural, organic conversation about what things like that can affect you for years and decades, even. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, and they, they they say that too. Like when you lose a parent as a child, it really it it throws you not only for your loop, but it it changes kind of who you are. Sure. It really can change you like a one one eighty, and then it. Um, the the impact on your development at that stage of life also really gets can oh get yeah yeah impacted. I, I was in my mid thirties at the time and it still threw me for a loop. I mean you know that's too early to because she was fifty four so mm -hmm. uh, yeah it just uh, it changes you it changes you it does it changes every almost every aspect of it if, especially if you're close to that parent I mean mm -hmm. and then if you're not sometimes you're like dang I didn't have a chance to reconnect you know yeah. I think I think you know at least for me because I lost my dad when I was twenty. Um, 
I think the hardest thing is that it, le it leaves a kind of a hole in your heart, and it's this like sense of loss that you just can't ever get back. Right. Yeah. You know, and sometimes with time, it can actually get worse, but it depends on you know how you grieve. Um, but when you lose a parent, it really does leave this hole in your heart, and like this just this piece you can't get back. And I think that's the I think for at least for me, that's the hardest thing to to wrap your head around at times. Sure. 625-1420 if you want to uh, call in a question to uh, Marcy. Uh, I was going to ask you before we got started on things, There's, uh, and I know you're not all about medication and things like that, but it is a part of your uh, 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 chosen career there. There's a shortage of a lot of this stuff, Adderall and things like that. How do you guys deal with that? Well, I think the question is how do the parents deal with it? Yeah, well, yeah that's true. <laughs> if your kid, <laughs> if your kid has point. ADHD, it's more like how are the parents coping? Um <laughs> Yeah, I think it just depends on the family, it depends on the child, it depends on the severity of their ADHD, you know, and how it, it right. impacts them. Medication isn't always the answer, but there's also times where the severity calls for it. Sure. And then you also have different belief systems and thoughts around using medications and um, some diagnoses and some cluster of symptoms um, are good with uh, different types of medication. And at other times, there's some some challenges like schizophrenia where the medications can be a challenge oh yeah so it really kind of depends on what the person's struggling with especially if there's a um different chemicals that are they're missing or they have too much of in their brain and yeah. that's why the medications really try to treat the the chemicals and why is there a shortage do we know i shortage mean of adderall or uh, shortage of, of medication providers uh, medication Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look into that one. Because that's uh, it's been in the news lately, and I was like, "Wow, that's not good." <laughs> if you have a lot of people, he's always talking about the medication uh, of America. Maybe you got out of hand. Maybe there's too much of it. Like you said, it's not always the answer uh, in your business. But uh, man, if you do need it, like you said, and it ain't it's not around, uh, it's gonna be tough. Or you can check your teenager's backpack. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes those teenagers can stockpile them on the black market. Well, so. yeah, there's that. Um, the other thing, speaking of medication, and uh, we actually have what I'm really excited about coming up, and another guest we have on the show down the road here. We have um, a combat veteran named Ben, and he he wants to come on and talk about which I'm really grateful for. He wants to come on and talk about what it's like to have PTSD. Oh, yeah. And his um, partner, his significant other, is actually a medication provider. Huh. And so they're a great couple because yeah. I like... So they know every oh, angle of that oh, one. Oh, they do. Like, Ben's super funny. He's like, Mallory, I'm not your patient, you know? And so <laughs> the first thing they have to kind of, like, work through at that hump when they're dating is like, all right, we're great friends. We both work in mental health. Um, <laughs> they both want to give back, but that that idea that you're dating someone that works in mental health, that you're going to like be the client on the couch and, <laughs> you know, it's a hump, but they're going to talk about that too. So Mallory's going to come on and also talk about, um, you know, they're going to come on, kind of come on as a couple and talk about the stigma of dating someone that's a mental health provider, but what it's like to actually have a great partner who supports them in his yeah. mental health. So it's going to be a pretty dynamic show. I think when Ben and Mallory come on. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of veterans, uh, we have uh, there's the nine eight eight number that's out there for uh, people, right? That's uh, the mental health number. Uh, also, but uh, there's there's certain there's a South Central Crisis Center number. There's a Veterans Crisis Line that uh, answers only to veterans and stuff. Uh, you know that information. It's nine eight eight, and then press one for the Veterans Crisis Line, right? Yep, and it's a confidential one too, which is important for veterans. It's a twenty four seven confidential crisis support uh, for veterans and their loved ones. 
Um, they also have a chat online possibility or option if you prefer that. And you don't have to be enrolled in VA benefits or healthcare to connect. It's just a nice, great confidential line. Which yeah. Veterans and, appreciate. And anybody can just call 988 if they have this. It's the 911 for mental health, really. Uh, and it's been growing. I, they said since they've uh, put that number out, it's like millions of more people are getting the help they need, which is great. I mean, that's what it's for. So, uh, yeah, 988 is a great number for anybody. But 988 and then press 1 if you're a veteran in need of some uh, some help there. Otherwise, the South Central Crisis Center, which is local, uh, is 507-344-0621. And is that a 24-hour too? Do we know? The crisis chat or the, the crisis South number? Central Crisis Center? I'm not sure. That, just me, that might just be the number that you call the agency to get help from. Oh, okay. All right. So if you need help there. Otherwise, you can call 625-1420 here and uh, talk to Marcy. It's uh, Mental Health with Marcy. We do it on uh, not every Friday, but uh, when uh, you are available because uh, you're a busy girl. <laughs> you have uh, a full slate, let's say, <laughs> most of the days. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this week, Jay, I can just say that, you know, I, I was so humbled at my job this week. I have the best clients and... Sometimes you're sitting there listening to people, and and after a while you start hearing similar trends and similar th- similar things. Sure. And you start realizing how um, the the brain plays tricks on so many people, whether that's like with their delusions or with like sometimes like, well, I wonder if someone's looking at me. Oh, I wonder if they're thinking I'm ugly, or I wonder if they're thinking I'm stupid. And so, especially teenagers and kids, they get all these thoughts that if someone looks at them, they're judging them when. In reality, some of these kids, they might be looking at their hair and like, oh, she's wearing a cute sweater or right, or like, actually, he's really handsome. That's why I'm looking at him, you know? And so, but we get these ideas. It's usually not what you think. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and our, we, we are our own worst enemy. And it's so often that we hear it. I'm not kidding. I think I hear it almost in every other session. Mm. It's like we, we hear these negative voices and um, this guilt that we feel bad. Yeah. But what happens is we have so many thoughts in our head. So what kind of like a radio station whatever sound whatever thought we turn up more is what we focus more on sure and so there's actually lots of tactics out there and and intervention tools that therapists can help uh people with not not engaging in one thought like i'm a horrible person but realizing like all right i'm having the thought i'm feeling like a horrible person that doesn't define me i'm not a horrible person i just feel like maybe i'm horrible today because i was late to work or I forgot to go to my friend's birthday, or I just ghosted my girlfriend. You know, one of those things. <laughs> exactly. Which well, maybe you are a horrible person if you ghost your girlfriend. I would not recommend doing that. <laughs> I talked last week about my uh, two young uh, children. One more than the other uh, has anxiety issues, and uh, it is debilitating for her at times. Just the simplest things, I think, the simplest things to do. But she, on the way to this event, has built it up to be such a, a horrible time. You know, something's going to go wrong. This is going to happen. I don't know. Everybody's going to look at me. Everybody's going to laugh at me. And she, by the time we get there, she didn't want to do it anymore. I mean, she's like, I'm not going in. And mm-hmm. that's tough. Uh, it was uh, uh, had to do with this skating show. She's in skating. She wanted to do uh, uh, um, a solo at the next show. But when we got to the rehearsal for solos or the uh, auditions, she just couldn't do it. I mean, there was, I, and I wasn't going to make her. <laughs> I mean, you know, she was just terrified. So we just left. So that's all you can do sometimes. Yeah. But so, yeah, it is debilitating. And that's the kind of thing that needs to be maybe sorted out with a professional who 
uh, you're trained to uh, go through and uh, and let them know that it's one number one they're not alone and number two uh, it's uh, other things to think about to get off of the subject of yeah the fear and, and honestly G, that's why I'm here like I'm I'm here on this show because I want the get right up to the mic you go. I'm here on this show because I want listeners to know that you're not alone you know yeah. like a lot of people struggle with these thoughts and honestly they I think everyone has them at some point in their life you know it's part of the human brain or you know what we talked about last week was that things happen in life that are totally unexpected. We think we have this trajectory of if we do this and we do that at a certain age, we accomplish this and then we get this. Yeah. And then when we hit 45 and we end up divorced or we end up, you know, losing a kid or whatever happens, it, 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 yeah, it takes you off this little idea that life is perfect and we just do these steps to get there that will be happy. And it's so after a while you realize that's you kind of, Break that disillusionment with the like, right, with the yellow brick road, and yeah. and then when you fall off the track, then it's like, all right, this just happened. Now, what do I do? And this is why what today's show is heading towards is the perseverance. The perseverance. Yeah, like what happens when life hits the fan? And we will get into that. I got to do a, a news break here with Ashley in the newsroom. We got uh, Sully with the local sports, and we'll get an ABC update and some uh, farm news from the LFN. Uh, but again, 625-1420 if you want to uh, join in when we come back. Your request cannot... Uh, I dialed wrong or something. I'll try again. <laughs> back here on... Uh, Mental Health with Marcy on a Friday here on KTOE, AM 1420, 102.7 FM, and streaming at KTOE.com. Not screaming, but streaming, and sometimes screaming, which is all right, too. Relieve some stress at times. All right, let's see if this works. I'm trying to call... Somebody to uh, answer a question for us. Is that correct? Hello. Hello. Is this uh, Rachel? It is. Yes. Oh, I got Marcy for you. Hang on here. Go ahead. Perfect. Hey Rachel, thanks for adding. Oops. Uh, uh, we got. To, how do I have not your? Oh, here we go. Go ahead. Hey Rachel, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell the listeners who you are and what you do for a living? Uh, sure. I am a former Army chaplain, and I currently work for the West Palm Beach VA Hospital, um, specifically as a suicide prevention and mental health chaplain. So I work with veterans who are acutely suicidal, have um, maybe in the last 90 days uh, have tried to commit suicide or are in suicidal crisis. So I provide um, inpatient care, outpatient care. I teach a bunch of groups um, and just really help folks go on the spiritual and religious journey of healing in the wake of all that crisis. That's awesome, Rach. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but I actually know Rachel from graduate school. Um, We were good colleagues and friends, and Rachel is an amazing person. Um, You have done a lot for a lot of good people out there, Rachel, and I just want to say thank you for what you do. And I've enjoyed our friendship over the years and hearing the different programs you've created for veterans uh, for um, something called moral injury that maybe we could talk about at a future show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very complicated. That's and a whole series of shows. <laughs> yeah. We could probably talk about that for like a year. Uh, we right. studied that in grad school for like you know, four years solid. Um, 
but there's a lot of good stuff coming out there about how to kind of reconcile those things that when they really hit your psyche and soul on such a deep level, how do we balance that out or how do we think about it where we can feel human again? Um, but I brought Rachel on the show because we actually have a question from a, a caller. Yeah, somebody called in all when we were going through the news break <laughs> and uh, had a question for Marcy, who actually is going to ask you the question. Yeah, so I thought Rachel sure. and I could kind of answer it together. Um, so, Rachel, yeah. we had a caller ask us, how do you let go of negative thoughts or how do you let go of um, thinking that someone's thinking negatively of you? And so it's okay. more that it's more so I'm thinking that they're thinking something negatively of him, of me and how do I let that go? So I yeah. thought we could kind of talk through that and see what your thoughts are. And one of the thing um, about this show is that it's actually totally not scripted. It's very much live. We have an agenda at times, <laughs> but um, I think that's kind of the, the power though. I want that listeners to have is that this isn't a scripted show. We go with the flow because that's what happens in life. And so I kind of want to role model that for people. And also to talk about, or to show people too, that when we can talk about really hard things, it's, it's actually really powerful. And so there's a, a piece of um, being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And, and when we can do that, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty amazing to see the, what happens and uh, transforms. And I think you can attest to that too. But um, so what are your, what's your initial gut say when you, when someone's asking you, like, how do I let go of, I think someone's thinking negatively of me, or maybe I'm a horrible person, or maybe I did something wrong and you're yeah. thinking this, but how do we, how do we let that go if we're, if it's kind of consuming us and we just kind of keep thinking mm -hmm. it over and over and over again? Well, the, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the ideas of guilt and shame, because often when someone is making what I would say value statements about it, about us, whether it's a positive or negative value statement, and we are perceiving it as negative, it, it, it's gonna, it could make us feel either guilt for actually being what they say, say we are if it's something negative. And there's also going to be shame. We're going to maybe feel like we, the guilt is feeling like we did something wrong or you actually do something wrong. Shame is about who we are. It's our identity. So, um, you know, I feel like I am a bad person um, because I'd, I always use this, I actually use this example with my veterans as a joke, like, well, if I was growing up, you know, maybe one of my parents told me that I was a stupid kid. I now as an adult in work, someone says something negatively to me and all of a sudden I'm, I'm a stupid kid, even though I'm a 41-year-old grown woman, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so those negative statements, we can, we can internalize this shame. So I'd always invite people to check in with themselves. Is there a sense of shame? What is their relationship to shame? Um. I think the second part is kind of going into mindfulness and or prayer, depending on what someone's um, religion or spiritual practice is. You know, the, the practice of mindfulness where, in, in mindfulness for folks that might not know what it is, it is the practice of not clearing the mind, but just becoming aware and present of what is there, right? So if there's thoughts, just saying, wow, I have this thought that what this person is saying is really negative. And here's the thing. It's just like our breath, you know, we breathe in, we breathe out, and then that, that breath is gone. You will never have that same breath. We don't, and if we hold our breath, we actually suffocate, mm -hmm. right? And it's similar with thoughts. If we constantly hold on to especially negative thoughts, right, 
we start to ruminate. Like we think about it over and over and over and over. We become obsessed with it, right? Yep. Especially I, if it's those ne- negative statements that someone's making about us. So we actually don't have to hold on to those thoughts. We can let go of those thoughts, right? Yep. And um, I, I love that you brought up the guilt and shame component because if we already feel guilty or ashamed of different mm-hmm. things about ourselves, we're gonna also going to kind of think more negatively, even if we don't have the evidence. And so I love that you brought up that yeah. perspective. And the other part I think I would add to help this caller um, is we are worried that they might be thinking something negatively, but they didn't say anything. So part yeah. of it is, you know, called mind reading. It's like a, it's a distorted thought that comes up like, you know, with anxiety or PTSD or depression, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a cognitive thought and it's, it's called mind reading. And what happens is that we think we know what the other person is thinking, but without having any type of conversation or communication from that person. So if I'm thinking that they think I'm a horrible person and they would never want to be with me, I don't have any proof of that unless I said it, right? Or it might yeah. be something different, or I might be thinking that I'm like the world's worst therapist when, you know, maybe I I said something, I put my foot in my mouth, or, you know, sometimes things happen yeah. where you say things and it doesn't come out right. So then you might be thinking, like, oh boy. But in reality is that's so far from the truth, right? And so we have these, yeah. our blurrings play tricks on us, especially with anxiety, and we kind of jump to conclusions, which is like assuming the worst, that they're thinking negatively of you without any proof. And so I think I'd help someone mm-hmm. say, all right, what did that person say? Did they say anything negative? And if they did, what was the context in the situation? Um, mm-hmm. Was it possible that they were mad and saying things that they didn't mean? Because that also happens too. Or is there some type of manipulation occurring? Because sometimes when we feel bad, there's also uh, manipulation that's like, um, you know, gaslighting or things like that that could be happening. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we fall for that and we feel bad about things that we shouldn't feel bad for. So It would also be important for that person to say, why is it important to me that this person is speaking, that I perceive this person speaking negatively about me or is thinking, having negative thoughts about me? Like, what is the nature of that relationship and why is it important to you, you know, that they might be, you know, I mean, especially like if it's a a spouse or a friend or something like that, you know, there's a a relationship of care and concern and love, you know, and what is that touching on inside of us? Yep. That's important to us. Mm-hmm. And I think part yeah. of it, too, is also having friends you can talk to. Like, yeah. um, if you don't have a therapist out there, that's fine. Um, as long as you can have someone that you can call up, like a friend or a family member or a sister, brother, and say, hey, this happened the other day. I, I kind of feel like this is kind of what I'm thinking. You know, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? You can always ask a friend, too. And that's kind of a great yeah. thing if you can get another perspective on your situation. Kind of just... Um, in case you don't have a therapist or someone to run it by. Yeah. And even for folks who might not, maybe they feel isolated or they are isolating themselves and they don't have anyone, don't have a support system. You know, there are even things that you can do, like you could journal. If you're creative in some sort, journaling, writing it down, maybe creating something. Um, If you're artistic, creating a piece of music, or even just going outside in nature um, and maybe you could speak to this a little bit, Marcy, about breaking the pattern, right? And I always say it's like breaking the loop, right? When we get into these thought patterns where we feel stuck in a place of negativity, bringing in a different activity that we actually enjoy um, and that is supportive of healthy living, 
we interrupt that thinking and those negative loops. Mm-hmm. Um, and in like a healthy way, distracting ourselves from the, the negative thinking from others, right? Going somewhere, doing an activity that we enjoy that makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Could be sitting in your yard, could be going on a walk. Um, I'm, I have a bias towards being outside because, you know, I'm super outdoorsy. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things that you can do even if you don't feel like you have immediate access to humans, right? There could be pets. Um, horses. You could connect with horses, right? <laughs> Rachel loves horses. Um, yeah. All right, Rachel, we have, like so a think- mi- we have like one minute left. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'll let you finish up with a minute, but those are just kind of some of my initial thoughts on the question. But no, I loved what you said, Rach. Thanks for coming on the show and being our surprise guest. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you're welcome. <laughs> but like um, I said, I just, and we're gonna have you on more, so don't worry. Yeah, we're gonna have you. I'm gonna have you on more. But I think the biggest thing is we have to be aware that our brain produces thousands and thousands of thoughts a day, and kind of like Rachel mm-hmm. said, whatever we we give it more attention to, is what thought gets louder. And just because we have right. that thought, it does not mean it's true. And that's the biggest thing I think on this one is like. Just because we have the thought that someone's thinking negatively does not mean it's true. We don't have any proof. And then three, we got to check the situation. And then four, there's maybe some underlying stuff, too, going on within, like, your self-esteem and things like that that might be kind of, and the guilt and the shame based on different things you may have or may not have experienced in life. But just because we have a thought, it does not mean it's true. So that's my biggest encouragement to this person out there. And you seem like a nice person when you called in just to that person. So you have a nice voice on the phone. So I would just... Try not to read too much into things, especially when we don't have evidence for it. All right. Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for walking us You're through welcome. that. It was Marcy. And uh, like I said, we'll be in touch. All right. Excellent. Have a good day. All right. There you go. That's uh, Rachel. Uh, hey, should uh, call. I'll get you the phone numbers here again. Uh, if you need help uh, with any uh, mental health questions or uh uh, people to uh, talk you through some things. The South Central Crisis Center, 507-344-0621. Uh, the Veterans Crisis Line is 988, then press 1, or you could text 838-255, and 988 is another, uh, it's the, the number that's out there for uh, Mental Health um, Crisis Line as well uh, for everybody. But if you're a veteran and you need it, go 988 and then press 1, or you could text the 838-255 number. We wish everyone mental health. And on Fridays, it's not going to be every Friday, but it'll be a lot of Fridays that we'll have Marcy in. And uh, again, uh, uh, there's help out there in town, uh, whether it's Prairie Care, Mayo, Nystrom and Associates, Journey Towards Healing. There's lots of uh, help out there. Uh, call 988 if you need it, 507-344-0621. Or you can always email the show and ask for Marcy and I'll get back to you. There you go. You could... Uh, uh, email, uh, yeah, the radio station, or uh, just call up and ask for me, and I can get the message to uh, Marcy as well. Thank you so much for being here again. That's Marcy Tatro, and uh, we'll do this again on a, a Friday coming up. Maybe next Friday? Are, you, uh, are we going to do it next Friday? Okay. We'll look forward to next Friday here about 10.10 on KTOE.